0: There's a saying that goes, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And because the church has for too long stood by and done nothing, evil is triumphantly moving. And it's growing. And we see it in life every day. Wrong is being called right and right is being called wrong. Hatred is being spewed from the mouth of so-called leadership. Disrespect for law and, and order. It's praised as long as it coincides with certain political agendas. Black lives don't seem to matter at all. Cops are still shooting and killing us at will. And nothing is being done. Supremist groups are being praised and commended for plotting to kidnap government officials and, and instead of denouncing racism are told to stand by and stand down. Coronavirus is still running rampant. And in the words of Marvin Gaye, as somebody once said, there is far too many of us dying. What's going on? What's going on? In the face of increasing evil, descending morality, and the lack of spirituality in our society, our land needs to be healed our land needs to be healed but I stop by to tell you today that God said if my people <laughs> he didn't say the world he said if my people come on somebody Cause see everybody come on somebody although they've been created they are not his people if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray Yes. So in our text this morning, we must first know and understand that it was Solomon's father David who built Israel into a mighty kingdom with a large and powerful army. It was David who had been able to accomplish uniting the northern and southern kingdoms of Israel and Judah. It was David who had successfully led this nation in and out of battle. And had built them up from nothing to a world superpower of their day. And yes, David arose from being a poor little shepherd boy to lead one of the mightiest nations in the world. But let it be known, and be no mistake, David was only able to accomplish this attack, this task, because he walked with the Lord. He talked with the Lord. He knew the Lord was his shepherd, uh, Deacon Eamon, and he had no need to want for anything. The Bible goes on to record that in both the New and Old Testaments that David was a man after God's own heart. David loved the Lord. He loved the Lord God Almighty. He loved the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And just like a chip off the old block, the Bible tells us over in 1 Kings chapter 3 that Solomon too loved the Lord. But what I like most about this love thing, (laughs) this love thing, is that it was not a one-way street. Are you with me, church? Yes, yes. You see, a lot of times in our lives, we find ourselves in relationships where our love is not being returned the way we think it should be returned. We feel that we are given all the love we have, but we are not getting anything in return for our love. And even in the church, somebody say the church, where Jesus Christ told us to love you one another. You can find yourself loving a brother a sister in Christ unconditionally, but they will not. Nor that they desire to return your love in any way, shape, or form. They just won't love you back. That's just it. (laughs) That's it. That's reality. They just won't love you back. And yet they claim that they are trying to be like Christ Jesus, the son of the true and living God. Well, I got news for them. If you're not loving like God says for you to love, there's no snowball chance. (laughs) How can you say that you love God whom you've never seen? And you see your brother and sisters every day. (laughs) Come on, somebody. And you hate them. How can you say you love God whom you've never seen? And yet you hate your brother and sister. But my Bible tells me that not only did Solomon love the Lord, but God loved him back. And my brother and sisters, I want you to know this morning that when God loves you back, a whole lot of good stuff will come your way. I'm a witness. Solomon received an infinite amount of wisdom from the Lord. He received riches beyond measure from the Lord. He had an army and people following him that could not be compared anywhere in the world. And all because God loved him back. God loved Solomon so much that he allowed him to build a temple for the Lord. But let me let let you in on something special about this man called Solomon. He never got too big-headed because of his blessings. You see, a lot of us get a little something-something. And we have to go and brag to the whole world about what we have. But haven't you read your Bible where it says the Lord gives and the Lord takes away? Just like he gave it to you, he can take it away from you. So don't don't get too high-minded. Come on, somebody. To think that what you got, you own. No, no, it doesn't even belong to you anyway. He's just letting you borrow it. Now, I'm talking about if my people. Now, I'm talking to God's people. Solomon knew this. And despite his many blessings, he kept on praising the Lord, didn't he? Despite knowing that he was loved by God, he kept on worshiping God. Despite being allowed to build God a house to call his own, Solomon kept on praying to the Lord. For the Bible tells me that after the building of the temple, after the glory of the Lord had filled the temple, Solomon preached to the people. And then when he finished preaching to the children of God, he went down on his knees in prayer. It was this moving and sentimental prayer that we see here today that led us to God's response in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. God begins by letting us know that sometimes there may be a need for chastisement. Sometimes we may get too high. America, that he will need to bring us back down. But he also wants us to know that if that were to happen, if he were to shut up heaven and the blessings stop raining down upon us, if he had to command the locusts to devour all that he took the time to bless us with, if he was provoked to send pestilence and sickness in such a way, then we knew without a doubt that we are out of the grace and mercy of God. But, but, somebody say but, there is still a way for us to turn this thing around. We can still turn this thing around. There's a way for us to get our breakthrough. There's a way to get our healing. How, Mary Haggie? First of all, he said, if my people who are called by my name. So the first question that we must ask in considering being called by the name of God, what is his name? Who is this God? Well, in biblical times, a name was more than just a personal means of identification. Solomon in his infinite wisdom wrote in Proverbs 18.10, That the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. See, Solomon was referring to the protection that God's name affords us who believe in him. I'm talking to those who believe in him. And even Jesus, in teaching us how to pray, he said, say, hallowed be thy name. In other words, he was calling us to worship and reverence God's holy name. Can I get a witness in the house? And then we go to the book of Exodus. We can remember God calling on Moses to go down in Egypt to deliver the children of Israel from the bondage. But Moses was so smart enough to know that if he went down to the people, he needed to know who it was that was sending him to do the task that was laid before him. Am I right? See, you know know how we are. If someone comes to your house and tells you that somebody sent them there for whatever reason it might be, the first thing we're going to ask him is, who is that person? What is his name? So Moses asked God the question. Who shall I tell them it is that sent me? And, and it is here that most of us would expect God to answer with some brilliant, magnificent, colorful name. A name that would be above all others' names. But instead, he tells Moses to tell them that I am. That I am. But instead, he tells Moses to tell them. Tell them that I am. Uh, tell them that I have sent you. And before anything I was, I am. And you know what? If God had stopped there, that name would have been more sufficient. Because the, pre- the present tense of that name keeps his name in the present. It makes it everlasting and eternal on earth and in heaven. But the Bible tells me also that there are other names by which God has revealed himself to us. After he revealed his name to Moses, I am, he later introduced Moses to his personal name, uh, Jehovah, in Exodus the sixth chapter. It is from this name that we arrive at some very specific names for the Lord our God. Abraham, even though he was not exposed to the name of the Lord, referred to him as Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. And if you don't know that the Lord will provide, you ought to take some time to try him. Try him and see. And see what he do just what he said he would do. Moses called the Lord Jehovah Nisi, which means the Lord my banner. See, Moses knew that no matter where he went, no matter what dangers he faced, no matter what burdens he had to bear, that the Lord would always walk in front of him just like a banner or a battle flag. Come on, somebody. Keeping them safe from hurt, harm, and danger. Ain't God all right, church? Yes, he is. And then I heard Ezekiel say, Jehovah Shammah which means god is there and if you find yourself in trouble sometimes in situations just stop what you're doing and call on the lord and he'll be there if you find yourself battling the enemy or evil and it seems like men have deserted you don't fret don't feel but call on the name of the lord and he'll be right there am i right about that but then let me tell you my brothers and sisters every now and then it may not be a provider that you will have to call on it may not be a banner that you will need marching in front of you it may not be a peacemaker that you need standing by your side you may not even need to know that God was right there but every now and then you need to know that you got a savior and his name is Jesus come on somebody yes 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 his name is Jesus and he knows our name he'll always be right there for you but then he said secondly we gotta humble ourselves and pray People of God, we cannot walk around here with our chest stuck out. We have to stick our chest back in and submit ourselves to the will of God. We got to come down out of the clouds and let our feet walk the earth again. And once we find ourselves to be humble, that's when we can bow down before the Lord and pray. And every now and then, even when nothing is going wrong, we ought to pray. When the telephone bill is paid, we ought to pray. When our house note and car note are not in a delinquent status, we should still pray. Come on, somebody. When we're still in good health and we can use both our arms and legs and wiggle all ten feet fingers and ten toes, we ought to keep on praying. Y'all don't hear me this morning. I heard somebody say, deacons. Ah, that like Apostle Paul says He tells us to pray without season That means never stop praying Do I have a witness in the house If my people who are called by my name And then the final thing that we must do Is seek the face of God And turn He didn't say just seek my face He said and turn Away from our Our wicked ways in other words, we must stop doing all those things that are of the world and start trying to be more like Jesus. For Jesus tells us that although we are in this world, we are not of this world. And you need to know this morning that if you are still living in the ways of this world, you may not be able to get on board that morning train to glory. That dust might come today or tomorrow, a or week or a year later, or 2,000 years from now. But the morning train is coming. And do I have a witness this morning? Are you ready to get on board? Come on, somebody. Do you have your ticket in your hand? And and once we've lived up to our responsibility and we've done what God wants us to do, then 2 Chronicles 7.14 says then God will hear from heaven. How many of you know this morning that if God hears our cry, everything will be all right? I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what you're going through. I don't even care what you may face in the future because if God hears from heaven he'll move that mountain and send a hill in your way if my people because the last part of the text tells me that if he'll forgive all of our sins he'll heal the land can I get some help out here this morning and what I like brothers and sisters is that my Bible tells me that if God forgives us of our sins he blocks them out and when he blocks them out he has no longer recollection of them somebody of glory in the house see it doesn't matter if you used to be one of the best alcoholics it doesn't matter if you were a drug pusher or a drug user, can I get real it doesn't matter if you slept with somebody else's husband or somebody else's wife, it doesn't matter if you had somebody's child out of wedlock it doesn't matter if you lied, cheated and stole, it doesn't matter if you turned your back on your mom or your daddy what matters this morning is that the Lord can and the Lord will forgive you for all of your sins he said if my People who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. That's why Jesus died for you and I. He said, seek ye my face and turn from our wicked ways. And this morning, God wants a yes from his people. He's called you. He's chosen you. He has chosen you and called us. If my people, it's no longer what folk think about you, can I get real in him? The world is waiting for us to get on our face and seek the Lord's face. The world is waiting for us, the church to lead the way. Where is the church? If my people who are called by my name would holler themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and heal the land. And as I get ready to take my seat, if my people, God kept his promise. He said, if my people who are called by my name, God sent a lamb to take away the sins of the world. God sent a lamb to walk upon this guilty earth. God sent a lamb to wash me in his precious blood. If my people, God sent a lamb, I should have died, but a lamb died for me. Ah, yes, because God sent a lamb. Won't God do it, church? Don't you know that God will? that he can he'll provide some help brothers and sisters uh, you've been chosen you've been called to leave this world god is looking for somebody to say yes to his will yes to his way and yes to his world can you say this morning yes lord yes lord brothers and sisters you say you've been through some things that you've been hurt still you must not stop serving you can't stop praying you your wicked ways. That's why they call them Jehovah Jireh. Because the Lord will provide. The Lord will make a way out of no way. The Lord will open doors for you. The Lord deacons will put food on your table. The Lord will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. The Lord will anoint your head with oil and let your cup run over. The Lord open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing the Lord will give you good measure press down shake it together and run it over will you say yes 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 Jesus I saw a healer, a deliverer, Jesus, a miracle worker, a friend of sinners, a baptizer in the Holy Ghost, the great intercessor, Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, a wonderful counselor, a prince of peace, a mighty. and my buckler, my fortress, and my high tower. He's my rocker and my anchor. He's a lamb and he's my lamb. He went through all that stuff in church until one day he went up on a place called Calvary, carried his own cross, climbed up on the cross, hung his head, and he died. Jesus, because early, early, one Sunday morning, he got up with all power, he got up for you and for me, he got up with all power, and said, if my people who are called by my name would offer themselves and pray, then will he hear from heaven, and heal the lady, may we stand to our feet. God, we thank you. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay Varina, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us, and be blessed.